If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. There is so much good stuff in here. I want to let you know if you are not... Um, getting our emails or even going onto our website to look at the study notes that are uh, go along with the messages. There is so much more to it. So you just go under messages, find the series we're in, which is John, go to study notes, and it will be this, like you'll be studying all week long. And I want to thank Peter Mahegan who puts together those study notes. Can we just give Peter a big hand? Um, he works every Sunday for hours to put these together. So thank you so much, Peter. Um, so the question I have for us today is, is how well are we to realize that we are to love this sinner but hate the sin? Have you heard that before? We are to love this sinner but hate the sin. And I think that is really hard to do, if we're honest. It's really hard to do. If you come face to face with, with somebody who's very blatantly sinning, um, we, it usually creates an emotional response from us and it feels like we want to put our arm up there and either say something or judge and walk away. But yet, it's not, it's not the response that Jesus would have for us. Or, or the other thing would be to say, well, I will just kind of whitewash that. I'll turn a blind eye to it, and I, we will just pretend that sin doesn't exist. That, that's one of two options, right? And, and you're either in one or the other camps. And, and unfortunately, inside of us, we tend to, it's, I bet, believe it's kind of personality-driven, those rule followers, those control people, you like to be able to be very religious and to tell people what they should and shouldn't do and, and you hold up a standard of morality for people and if they don't measure up that standard, it's really easy to either cut them off, cut them out of your life or shun them or put up a hand and say, no, thank you. The other ones who are like people pleasers like, and, and are like peacekeepers, you're like, oh, you know what? That's too much tension for me. So I just want to like pretend I don't see the sin and I'll just be your friend. You know, actually, you know, just I'm going to be a friend, but never then address is, is true friendship ignoring the sin in somebody's life. Or do, you, or do you have a way of pointing it out? And Jesus, I think, demonstrates and models for us in John chapter 8. And this is the account of the woman caught in adultery. And, and here we find that this woman is being dragged out. She's caught in the act of adultery. And they're getting ready to stone her. And then... Jesus comes and sees them. He says, let him, this is uh, verse, boy, it's tough getting old. I'm going to have to go like, go like this these days. Where am I? Verse seven. <laughs> and as they continued to ask him and basically said, you know, Jesus like, okay, are you going to really stone, stone this? Let me just read this. They went each to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law of Moses, command us to stone the woman so that, so what do you say? They're actually trying to trap Jesus in this, actually. 
This they said to test him, and they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote his finger in the ground. You, you've heard this. You've, you've, what is he writing in the ground? We don't know. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw the stone. Bent back down, wrote in the sand again. And then one by one they walked away and then Jesus said to this woman, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And he said, no one, Lord. That's what she said. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go from now on, sin no more. Go on. From now on, sin no more. So, it later goes on to say, and I think this is interesting, I can't get into all of this scripture over here. We're really just going to be talking about the, the dilemma that we have when um, we're to love people, and how do we do that knowing if somebody has sin in their life? Now, it's, it's really easy, by the way, and the only reason, if you get in my emails, I was, I was kind of pressing some buttons today, and I, said, and I said in my email to you this morning, I said, so if a queer man with pink hair, wearing a dress, came into the church, how would you respond? Now, some of you might say, Mark, you always seem to be picking on the LGBT, LGBTQ++, right? And, and it's like, I'm not, first of all, not picking on anything, but why do you highlight that? And I'm just, I'm just saying because the culture's highlighting it, right? The culture is pressing it. You, you know, you're, you're now watching Hallmark movies with two men kissing, the culture's pushing it, and, and we know what the Bible says against it, but, but then we're like, okay, do we push against culture in return, but how do we do that, that we realize that the very people that God has called us to reach, by the way, people who are in those lifestyles typically have been really hurt by people, and that's the very last thing that they need is more hurt in their life. <laughs> they need love and acceptance is what they need. All right, you can clap for that. But, but... But, you know, but here's the thing. So, yes, I make a point because it's very obvious, right? But, but we don't talk about the one who struggles with overeating, and that's gluttony, who walks in the church. We don't talk about that one. Or we don't talk about the one that, you know, has lust in their eyes, that they just watched some pornography the night before, and they're coming to church. That was secret. We don't really know. But yet, Jesus says, you know, if you've got lust in your eyes, it's like you've committed adultery. We don't talk about that. But the reality is sin is still sin today. And we like to highlight ones almost because it's like what these guys did. They're, they're highlighting this woman caught in adultery because it's really easy to point a finger at somebody else, but realizing that we still have a lot of stuff that Jesus is working on in our own life, right? If we're honest... If we're honest, we still have stuff that we're working on. Jesus is working on in our own life. And so, so here it is that, that um, the Pharisees, the religious guys, wanted to make a point. And it's interesting, they're bringing this woman caught in adultery. Now, the law back then says it has to, you, if you're going to make claim against somebody, you have to have physically seen it. So basically, they set this woman up or, and by the way, where's the man in this? They dragged the woman, right? <laughs> Ooh. And, and so they set her up to have two witnesses to say that this woman was caught. And then, then by the law of Moses, right, they were saying Old Testament, Old Covenant, that is by right we should stone her. 
in Jesus knows the trap that it was being laid and understands that he's saying later on, he goes, I don't judge anyone. And yet the Pharisees were judging her. And by the way, when, I'm going to read this. Verse 15, it says, you judge according to the flesh. He's talking to the Pharisees. You judge according to the flesh, which by the way, we all do. We judge by the outside. That's why we don't talk about, um, we don't talk about gluttony. That's why we don't talk about um, the sin of pornography unless you're completely addicted and you realize, hey, I got to get free from this. We don't talk about it because it's done in secret, but yet, but yet the, the ones that are outward, right, the, uh, the things that we can visually see, we like to judge because we judge by the flesh. And Jesus says, I judge no one. And I think there should be a parenthesis there because later on he does say he does judge. Um, God the Father judges with Jesus. He does judge, but he says he doesn't judge there. But I think what he's saying, I don't judge according to the flesh. How he judges, he judges according to the spirit, which I think we need to all learn. Because what happens is when we judge by the flesh, we make judgments. And by the way, a judgment is making a determination Right, you, you, if, if I were to bring Charlie Temple, one of our elders up here who is a judge, he sits at the bench and he lays down his gravel and he makes a judgment and he basically saying, based on what I see and by the law, I've made a judgment against a person. And that's what judgment is, is by what you see, it's judging by the flesh, by what we see, we're thou making a judgment against somebody. It might be true, it might be false. And a lot of times our judgment is wrong because we're judging based on a, on a narrative. I've talked many times about this. A narrative we've made up in our own mind and then we make judgment against somebody and then the reality is, is we've created a false narrative and we're now judging according to the, by the flesh. But when we judge by the Spirit, this is key. We, if we can learn how to judge by the Spirit, we no longer are looking at the current situation, but we're looking at the possibility of where somebody's life needs to go in a relationship with Jesus. Judging by the Spirit allows anybody to walk through those doors of any affiliation, Democrat, Republican, you know, LGBT, somebody who's struggling with drugs, homeless, you name it, right? Whatever, whatever it is, they are free to walk through those doors. So I would say we're an open church. Okay, no, I'm already going to get heat mail on this. I'm an, we're an open church. We're just not an affirming church. In other words, we affirm that everybody's made in the image of God. That's what we affirm. And then we affirm that how somebody is living today does not define who they can be tomorrow. And when we judge by the Spirit, we judge about the possibility of how that life might be when they interact with Jesus. All right. I'm getting ready to drop the mic here. So when we judge by the Spirit, we realize that we have to look beyond the, the outside appearance. And then the other thing that we have to realize is when he says, I am the light of the world. Jesus goes on this whole thing of, I am the light of the world. And he's saying that in him, people now walk by sight, but without Jesus, they're in darkness. And so when we realize that, see, it's easy to judge by flesh, judge by the outward appearance, but if we realize that they're actually walking in darkness because they don't know Jesus, they can't even see what they're doing, which is wrong. 
Now, our, we, everybody has a conscience. There's, there's probably a twinge in each person. But for the most part, they're walking in darkness, so they don't even see where they're walking. And they need somebody who is a Jesus follower, who's walking in the light, who can love and embrace them and not judge them. And then have a way of introducing them to Jesus, because when you introduce them to Jesus, and all of a sudden it's like a light switch turns on, they're now walking in the light, and we allow Jesus to work in their life. And we allow the Word of God to bring conviction into their life. But as long as we are judging people from the outside and already making judgments, and we push them away... How will they hear and how will they see the very one that wants to turn on the light switch in their life to allow them to see what they're doing may be right or wrong? We need to judge by the Spirit. And the Spirit says, look at the potential in that person. Look at, they can be set free from their bondage of sin. Now, so Jesus, some people would say that Jesus was actually not hard on sin on there. Because here's a woman caught in adultery. After all, that's, that's a horrible. And they, she should have been stoned by the law. And Jesus is turning the tables a little bit and realizing it's like, wait, wait a second. Before we're so fast of judging somebody else, it's the, this, the, own, this, the thing about the log in your own eye, right? Don't try to take a speck out of somebody's eye when you have a log in your own eye. It's kind of hard to do. You're whacking somebody over the head each time you're trying to take that speck out. Like, boom, right? It's, I'm going to take the speck. No, boom, right? It's like, no, no, take the log out of your own eye first, please. <laughs> and the reality is we all have logs. But does that mean that we, we stop trying to address sin in people's life? And the answer is no. But, but we have to do it in a way that allows freedom to take place. Not judgment. Freedom. Love and compassion. Jesus always started with love and compassion. He never started with judgment and telling everybody they're, what they're doing is wrong. He usually set them free. And then he says, go sin no more. Right? So he, he basically said, go and sin no more, which he's, he's identifying. And she knows she was doing something wrong, obviously. She was getting ready to be stoned. But he basically turned that situation, which was a death sentence, into a life sentence of life with Jesus. And then he said, no, 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 go sin no more. Go sin no more. And the go sin no more is a reflection of this, of the goodness of who God is in that encounter, right? They experience the goodness. And if we're hands and feet of Jesus, are people experiencing the goodness of who God is when they interact with us? Or do they, or do they experience the disgust that we have for some outward appearance? And like we shake our head and it, we walk slowly away, right? <laughs> I don't know about you. Look at, look at the mess of your life. You are so deep in sin, we start like walking away or like, oh my, I, I'm just so like, my insides are just buzzing right now because I don't even know what to do with that. They're, they are like so far gone, right? But meanwhile, are, should we actually be walking closer and not further away? Should we be smiling and inviting and say, come with me? Let, let us experience who Jesus is. I know you don't know who he is right now, but let me introduce you to him and realize that it's over time. And, you know, it's... I was going to use an expression, but now I don't know what it is. Something about, like, catching fish and then Jesus does the cleaning or something like that. Do we do the catching? I think we do. We do the catching and then Jesus does the cleaning. 
right? So I think we, we share the gospel with, with people, the good news, and let Jesus do the work of that inner work of, in people's lives by, by showing them the word. And now here he goes. He says he's the light. Then he says, if anybody is my disciple, he will keep in his word. In other words, he will continue to want to be engaged with him. And by the way, the New, when, the New Testament wasn't written when he, Jesus said these words. But what Jesus did ta- teach us is how to live in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom, not just a physical kingdom. And this is why we have to judge in the spirit of somebody's potential, not currently with where they're at in the flesh. And as long as we're judging in the flesh, we're going to continue to put up walls and barriers and say, you're not invited. But if we start judging according to the spirit, which is looking at somebody's potential when they can walk into the light, understanding they're walking in darkness and they need to be set free. Because Jesus goes on and say, no, no, no. If you continue in your sin, is is you're walking in darkness and and you're bound and, and you're no longer in a place of freedom. He says the truth. If you, in verse... Verse 31, it says, if you abide, which means continuing, if you are continuing in my word, and that word there means logos um, in Greek, there's rhema and there's logos. Basically, he's saying, if you follow what I've already taught you, my words, right? You are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so our job is to help people understand you bring them here and say, let's, let's, let's understand who Jesus is. Let's understand what his word says. And let his word set people free. All right, real quick. I'm going to close this off by, by saying this. By the way, did you know, this is a fun fact, what law was changed in 2015 that is no longer a criminal act? I'm going to tell you. You can guess all these different ones. Do you realize in 2015... Before 2015, it was still a criminal act if you're caught in adultery in the state of New Hampshire. State of New Hampshire, if you were an adulterer, it was a criminal act. Now, nobody charged you for it, um, but they repealed it in 2015 because they basically were saying, well, we're not following our law anyway, so let's just get rid of it. Fun fact. I don't know how fun that was, but that was a fact. (laughs) There's a fact. Maybe not so fun. All right. I think number one, how do we, how do we love the sinner and hate the sin? Number one, if you're taking notes, this is where you want to start taking notes. I think we need to start seeing people the way that God does, which means we have to not look at them in the physical, but look at them in the spiritual ways. I know people can look a certain way and it can make us feel uneasy, but can we begin with compassion, draw closer to people and not further away from them? I think number two, I think when you start feeling that nudge of judgment come, I would quickly encourage you to start looking at yourself. That we begin to start to say, wait a second, I know they might have stuff going on on the outside that I'm judging, but if I were really true and start to look on the inside, there's a whole lot of stuff that Jesus is still working on in us. 
So don't be so fast to start pointing fingers when you realize that by the grace of God, yet we go. So number two, realize your own sin. Number three, and I didn't get a chance to um, go through here, but basically he was telling the religious people that, that their father was the father of lies, talking about Satan, and that's truly what Satan does. And when you can understand that people are walking in darkness, but also walking in a place of believing the lie, we have an enemy. His name's Satan, and he's a master of lies, and he will deceive people to believe that what they're doing is true and right. You know, I would say in this movement today of, of trying to say, you know what, we just need to be more accepting of everybody and then we never address what God's word says. That's a, that's a lie in itself because we no longer are calling, we're calling things that God is saying is sin right. And that's not right. So realizing that Satan, here's number three, realizing that Satan is a deceiver and that people are actually walking in darkness. So if they don't know, why are you being so hard on them? They don't know. They're walking in darkness. They've been deceived. And, and, and it's really easy to say, yeah, you're deceived. I got the truth. You don't. And have a higher than and a puffed up attitude. No, you should have a sense of compassion saying, I'm not going to judge you. You don't even know the truth. And so you gently invite them to know the truth. And that's the fourth point. The fourth point is, Bring people to Jesus. Bring people to Jesus. They are not going to see the light until Jesus turns a switch on in their life. And so we can't be afraid, instead of shunning people away and saying you're not welcome and you make me feel uncomfortable, and you bring them to Jesus and you say, can we actually look at the scripture together? And let the scripture bring a place of conviction in people's life. What, like, we would begin to open up the scripture and say, what does God say? How do we walk in obedience to what God says? And then we begin that Jesus begins to remove the scales off of people's eyes of the deception that they've been walking in for so many years. I think many times Jesus would ask this question, and I think it's, it's an appropriate question because I think I know the, the struggle of not wanting to judge, but not wanting to come on so hard that like all we're doing is pointing out problems in people's lives. But I think you can, you can start the conversation by saying, do you want to experience more freedom? Do you want, because Satan always is about binding, right? Sin is always about binding. Sin puts people in prison, prison, it binds them, it deceives them. Do you want to experience more freedom? And then you can call sin for what it is, which is sin really creates blindness. And it's, it's rooted in a lie. So I think sometimes when you try to root out that lie, Without Jesus, though, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Typically, it's not going to go anywhere. Because all you're trying to do is you're trying to convince through human argument that what they think is not true. 
And that typically does not work. And this is why you need to include Jesus in the conversation. And you say, do you want greater freedom? I know somebody who can walk with you in greater freedom. Do you want greater peace in your life? I can guarantee you that people are looking for peace today. Do you want greater peace in your life? Can I introduce you to somebody who will give you peace? And, And the sin conversation comes later on. But the first one is compassion for a person and leading them to Jesus in a compassionate way. The switch goes on and now they're like, they're, they feel his peace. They feel his love. They feel his acceptance. By the way, God's acceptance is for us even while we were yet sinners, right? <laughs> while we were yet sinners, Jesus came into our lives. And it was the process of setting us free. Thank you so much for watching us online. We're so glad that you joined us. We trust that Jesus has spoken to your heart and you've been challenged by his word. If you'd like to know more information about Grace Capital Church, please visit us at gccnh.com. We'll see you next time.